0: On episode 33 of the Goblin Trash Masters, I'm joined, as usual, by my partners in crime, Ashley and Anthony, as well as a very special guest, Vince, to talk about the trashiest format, Popper. Say hello, Vince.
1: Hey, can I get your trash?
0: Yeah, whatever, weirdo. Say hello, Ashley.
2: Vince, no, that Taco Bell is super old. Please don't touch it.
0: Say hello, Anthony.
2: Yay, dumpster lunch.
0: Ugh, gross. Let's talk some trash. No, eat some trash. Wait.
2: we have a fun topic today we are talking about popper and popper is not a format that i have a lot of experience with and so what we did is we brought our friend vince in to talk about this and let us know what is up in the popper format
1: hi guys can i have your trash i mean garbage i mean comments what (laughs) all
3: of the above no, I love this because I've played a bit of Popper over the years, and my big complaint with the format was always that I didn't feel like there is there's really, like, a competitive space for it. Like, mm-hmm. it mostly ended at, like, the local game store weeklies, and that's not necessarily the case anymore, which is really interesting to me.
1: Yeah, so I think that it's really cool that even though Popper normally gets played at LCS like Friday Night Magics, it's starting to gain a lot of traction in IRL. And that's pretty awesome to me, in my opinion, because uh, you actually get to see the leagues that you would normally be grinding on MTGO get ported over into real life. And a lot of strategies that are kind of not viable in MTGO come kind of stronger in real life. And that's really cool.
3: I love it. Love so that. Ashley, you say you've not really played any Popper before.
2: No, oh, boy. I am unfamiliar. <laughs> yeah, why don't you just start off? Just tell me the basis of Popper, like so, where it starts.
1: Popper Pioneer and Modern is a 60-card constructed format. You only have one opponent, so it's pretty familiar to a lot of us already. The only restriction is that your card can only have cards that are common, rare. It might sound janky, right? If you're only playing with commons, that seems really boring. But you have mm-hmm. to remember a lot of really strong cards get printed in common. Brainstorm is a common. A lightning bolt is mm-hmm. a common. spells is a common. All the Urza lands are common. Grape yeah. shot, Empty the Warrens, they're common. All the rituals, a lot of rituals are common. And the mm-hmm. Probe is common. No, Gush, Days, they're all common. Like All these old cards, they're busted in a lot of formats, are all common. And so we get a lot of really strong cards in Pauper, and that's always really cool.
2: That is really cool. I did not even think about the fact that Gitaxian Probe is a common.
1: Yeah. Like, a lot of very surprisingly strong cards are actually all commons.
2: Yeah.
3: And as much as I've complained about Commander moving into Eternal formats, I think a lot of the Commander stuff that's moved into Pauper has been really cool. I'm a really big fan of Brainstorm in popper and then reset the top of your deck with an ash barons. Yeah, yeah. I love that play pattern.
1: Thing. Yeah, resetting it with ash barons, cycling something. We have our pseudo fetches evolving wild and terrain mm. expanse. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> like we have the plays. They might be not as efficient, but they exist and you get rewarded for knowing them.
3: Mhm. Absolutely. Nice. Kyle, what about you? You
0: got any experience in popper? Honestly, just watching Vince play. I mean, (laughs) I haven't really played the format. I mean, it seems cool. A lot of my favorite cards are legal in the format. You know, I love me a Delver. I love me a Glistener Elf. Lightning Bolt is legal in this, this format. Like, that's awesome. There's a lot of really, really cool cards and powerful cards in this. And, you know, it's every time I'm playing against Eldrazi Tron at an RCQ, Anthony says these words It must, it sucks watching other people live your dreams. And I love that the Urza lands. Are legal in Popper. Because I they love sure counting are. one, two, seven. I love it.
1: <laughs> they sure are legal. So legal in fact that several cards from that deck got yep. banned in the past two years, maybe three, I don't remember. It's been a while, but a lot yeah. of those cards got banned.
3: I can tell you that while I've played a fair amount of popper, I haven't played it in a hot minute. So I'm pretty sure the last deck that I played was like Pulse of Marasa Denrova Horror Yeah, yeah, that's what was
1: really strong. <laughs>
3: Yeah, so just, you know, your classic five color Tron deck, because it's not like Tron in modern. You don't go one, two, you don't go one, two, seven. You go like one, two, three, four, nine. It's (laughs) 15. You just, (laughs) it's it's very weird in that you don't have the sheer number of ways to easily find Tron. And it's a whole thing. Vin's going to tell us more about it. But, Vince, why don't you tell us a bit about Popper's background as a whole? Oh. Because for a lot of folks, this is going to be completely new. So,
1: Popper, you might, if you have heard of it, good for you. But if you haven't, that's completely fine. And the reason being is Popper is a format that actually mainly started on MTGO. So, the idea for you only being able to use Commons was a thing that you could do on MTGO where you could filter all the decks that were legal by what rarity they were based on like MTGO, like their categorization. And so this is where like the Popper format actually started was like online where we would have these like kind of custom leagues that existed where they were just like you can only play with commons and it was really easy to enforce because you could just categorize every single card in your deck and be like this is a common rarity card uh, and whatnot. And so this actually leads to a lot of really interesting cards that are, are and aren't legal in Popper. So mm-hmm. for example, the biggest one is Battle Screech. So Battlescreech is a card that if you've ever had a paper copy of this card, it is uncommon. No matter what you do, it is always uncommon in paper, but because it's printed in common in Vintage Masters, which is online only, it is actually legal. And the opposite happens to a few cards like Sinkhole and Merchant Scroll, where they are never printed into MTGO at common level, but they are printed in common in paper. But that's like where it started. But Mm -hmm. officially, we got a real rules, paper rules and digital rules at 2019, somewhere around there. Like I think it was around June. But it has a proper legal. We have a legality for paper, a legality for digital. They were separated at first. But around recently, we finally got like a real panel and we combined it all and everything. And so now we have a real, real format with a real panel that discusses like what is banned and what is not banned. And it's like it's been pretty it's been going pretty well since then, like popper is just getting more and more codified more and more legit. We have really good bannings in my opinion, like mm-hmm. when something mm-hmm. is wrong with this format, it gets changed very fast, and we see it a lot better than a lot of other formats in my opinion.
3: yeah, I'm inclined to agree with you on that one, just. I think for a format to be competitively successful, accessibility is a really concern. I gameplay is secondary to accessibility, right? I mm-hmm. don't care if Legacy Alternate Universe were looking at Legacy <laughs> and Legacy's gameplay is very good and not shit tier. Even if that's the case, the accessibility precludes Legacy from being a meaningful competitive format. And I think the same is true for Canadian Highlander, right? Yeah, that that format, the gameplay might be great, but you have Amazing. to know a point system in order to build yeah. your deck. OK. <laughs> and I think Popper, up until very recently, suffered from that same issue, was it like, did. you're just like, "I have this common in my deck." And then somebody says, "Nope, that common's not legal," because it was never printed as a common in a bit of software that was written in 2002.:
1: So the rules is, as long as it's been printed at any set, like any set at all, a common, it is legal which opens up a lot of arguments for like sets when they reprint cards and they downshift. Like this is like what popper gets hype about when the community yeah. starts looking at commons, sets like Modern Masters and like Eternal Masters and stuff. The master mm-hmm. sets get just as much hype as like other sets because we always have the chance that some new really strong card gets downshifted into common.
0: Mm-hmm. Like a uh, Monastery mm-hmm. Swisper and a uh, Militia Bugler, I think those were pretty big yep. for popper.
1: We're pretty big. Specifically Monastery Swift series oh, yeah. is a really
2: big one. Mm-hmm. But... Favorites that were downshifted that
1: way? I'm gonna save that for the guessing game because Ooh, that's that's <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs>
3: nice. we got our first hint way. First early. hint.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you guys have a lot to mull over. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what about Dex and Popper? What are some of your favorites or some that are like a big deal? Those. So the
1: Popper meta game is actually really, really diverse, which is one of the strengths uh, of this format (laughs) is that sure, there's like a top 10 list of kind of good decks, but like when you start going off from there, a lot of things are viable in Popper. So for an example, in the last Popper Ganon, which is like this huge tournament, I think Italy, Poison Mm -hmm. Storm got second, which is a deck where you use, you give your opponent a poison counter and then you storm off with all the proliferate cards, like contingency plan. And what? prismatic prism, pentad prism, and chalice of everflowing chalice to get your <laughs> mana and kind of like pseudo storm off that way. So it got second there. There are like altertron, eggs, tron, walls combo, tireless crooner combo. It's like a lot. There's like too many to cover in like a single episode. There's <laughs> like this video on YouTube about she tries to cover them and then. He had to do in a separate one-hour video called "The One Percenters," where he had to only spend 30 seconds on 20 decks that were all like in the fringe. Oh wow. so my
2: gosh! <laughs> and, That's and fun. I think,
3: I think a part of that ends up being because you're playing with all commons. The 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 power level delta between the top tier of commons and the tier below it is way way smaller. That gap is way smaller than it is with constructed playable rares, right? Yeah, if you just look at the playability of a rare that's seeing play in standard, and a rare from the same set that is not seeing play in standard, you look at the power level difference, and it's huge. But because this format is zoomed so far in on commons, I feel like you maybe by pay, playing the second best, going deeper and playing the second best version of this effect at common. You're not really lowering the overall power level percentage of your deck by that much by doing so. So that opens up a lot of creativity and a lot of available strategies.
1: Not to go off on too much of a tangent, but I think this reason actually is why everything we learn in this podcast about playing tightly, playing fundamentals is so important, Popper. It gets exacerbated because it's not like a single card or I mean, cards can take over the game, right? But it's not like the power level disparity of each card is so bad that if you don't have a certain card in your hand, you can't beat another card Mm -hmm. uh, all the time. So I feel like because commons aren't normally very complex cards and there's not a lot of like bells and whistles around a lot of them, I end up having to play very fundamental heavy, and that's one of my favorite parts about popper is yeah you have to zone in on breaking serve and knowing mm-hmm. who the beat down is, knowing what's possible, what's not it's just, like very important
3: yeah i'm a I'm a big fan of it for that reason. I think that you don't have the big snow like there are there are big haymaker threats in popper right. Don't, you know, they're, you know, I don't know Telerian if they're Terror. still playing Ulamog's Crusher. They are not.
1: <laughs> Telerian Terror or Gurmag Angler are kind of the
3: big oh, the ones big... that I can think of. The, the, mm-hmm. Those guys are big. But there, there are haymakers in Popper, but there, you don't have as severe of a snowball effect as what Gideon, ally of Zendikar, did when he was in Standard, for example. Mm. That was a, oh, do I untap with this? The game is over. <laughs> um, yeah basically you have to answer this and even if you do answer this you're very far behind mm-hmm. you're not you're not getting two for one by an omnath just so you could be allowed to continue playing the game
1: absolutely
2: i like the diversity of that the of popper in general from what you've described and just talking about a lot of people undervalue cards and undervalue commons i like that they have found a home and can do something fun and competitive and all that. That sounds great.
1: It definitely can be, but it can also be kind of hard to prep for sometimes.
2: Yeah, that so. was a that was a question yeah. I had, yeah. <laughs> which kind of leads <laughs> into what we were going to talk about next. I was going to ask, what about like comp REL events or having competitive, like how do you prepare for that? What does that look like then? I think
1: this is what I did. So for those of you no, I just recently top forward a popper 1K a while back, a month ago. Hey, that's, um, so, that's um, great. So instead of really going deck by deck, I think what's more important in popper is understanding engines, hmm. understanding okay. the main idea. I don't know if this is a concept, but I I like to think of this as a concept. Just the main idea of this deck is to leverage X engine to do X. Hmm. This is a thing that I think happens a lot in popper because as a common oriented. As a comment oriented format, value engines are like very important. Mm -hmm. And so, knowing how a deck derives its value and then how it closes out games is the biggest priority that you need to focus on when you're trying to like tech for Popper. And in that vein, once you start boiling things down to the main engines, then you can kind of group a lot of decks together. So, one of the things that happens in Popper is you have a lot of people, even in comp IRL events, go bring up rogue deck lists and everyone likes to talk about how they didn't net deck something and that they made their own brew (laughs) and some brews are good and some brews are bad and i'm not here to tell them that they're wrong or right but the thing is their brews normally aren't really original if that makes sense yeah they'll take an existing concept and they'll Mm. just add cards they like and they'll think that it's really new but the concept of playing indestructible artifact lands and then cleansing wildfiring them to ramp yourself while also doing like something else like you're just mashing like two decks ideas together that already exist in this format Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. if you're able to like boil down their core idea of a deck it's really easy to start grouping them and then you can kind of go from there
3: yeah all of your like experimental synthesizer value engines they may have different like They may have different trappings on the outside of the deck, but the core of the deck is still going to be, I'm going to play synthesizer to get an extra card off the top. I'm going to bounce the synthesizer back to my hand to get an extra card off the top. I'm going to replay the synthesizer. I'm going to like, Mm -hmm. when you know how to interact with that, it doesn't really matter if the card they're using to bounce it is a glint hawk or whatever that two mana one, five blue creature is. Mm hmm.
1: Yeah, it doesn't matter if they're playing like a Naya version or like an Orzov version. If their main idea is that they're going to bounce an artifact that produces value for them. Mm -hmm. And so you can kind of play the pattern the same as if you were playing any other standard deck. But the hard part is realizing that that's what's happening to you.
2: Mm Because you can
1: get bogged Mm -hmm. down by all the, oh my gosh, this card is weird. What is it doing? Popper has a lot of these cards that are not only viable, but also you have never heard of them in your life. But the idea is being able to go, I've never heard of this card, but I can see that it's literally doing the same as X card that I do know. Mm -hmm. You can kind of group it together.
3: I like that. That was great. How do you feel Popper would be affected if you introduced time-shifted as a rarity that was equivalent to common and you were allowed to play time-shifted cards?
1: (laughs) Okay, I need more context. I'm actually (laughs) kind of relatively new. So I don't know what you mean. <laughs>
3: so it's the purple rarity color and it features very spooky cards such as Evil Eye of Orms by Gore. You see, its creature type is eye and it cannot be blocked except for by walls. Yes.
1: If they're time shifted, are they still common?
3: No. Time shifted Time shifted rarity is not considered common. I just think it would be really cool if it were because all the time shifted rarity cards are just Weird ones, right? Okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I don't think from my initial looking over some of these cards, they don't seem terribly broken so far. But I have not actually looked into them. But <laughs> I this evil eye of Orms by Gore is fine. My professor in up.
0: college did the art for that. Fun fact. Oh, he
1: really? That's amazing.
0: George, George Pratt. It was early in his career. Wow. Yeah.
1: I- Wow. You know
0: Yogmoth is a time shifted card, right? Yeah, I don't think
1: that's <laughs> that should be legal in Popper. It should reasons. only
0: be legal in modern.
3: No, you get really good cards. Like you get darkness, that's just a black fog. That's true.
1: Darkness is cool.
0: I mean cool, now yeah. have
1: Grixis Turbo Fog instead of just Simic Turbo Fog.
0: Oh, oh Anthony, Grixis Turbo Fog. <laughs> <laughs> and can
3: you Oh no? Yeah, so it would introduce a Chroma Angel of Wrath into. Oh my God! Oh no! Chroma Angel of Wrath is the five white, white, white flying first strike vigilance trample haste pro black pro red six six. Uh. I think that might interfere with the identity of the format a bit. Maybe (laughs) just just a little bit. Just maybe.
1: Just maybe. I mean, we have access to Zoom,
3: so oh yeah,
1: (laughs) would be problematic. A little bit. And we also have access to Faithless looting. So, you know, slightly problematic.
3: Also worth noting, a card that would be introduced if you were to add time-shifted rarity into Pauper is it would also introduce the card Wall of Roots.
0: I (laughs) knew it. I knew you were going to say it. No, I just changed my address and he's going to find me again. Damn it. He's been talking to his friend, Wall of Blossoms, and I'm scared. Oh,
1: then I know the best deck for you. You need to play Wall's Combo. Oh, God.
0: Oh, yeah. Do you know what
1: Wall's Combo does? Yeah. Oh, tell I mean, tell I, I, is I've, good. I
0: thought about playing that deck.
1: <laughs> so for those of you who don't know how Wall's Combo works, Wall's Combo is a popper deck that uses Overgrown Battlement and Axe being Guardian, which are both defenders, that say you produce X mana equal to the amount of defenders you have, and chant it with Freed from the Real and make infinite mana. But it's, pretty, it's pretty just good. wall tribal. Just spam walls. Wall of Roots. And Wall of Roots would most definitely be in it if it were oh, legal. Yeah. I don't even know if it is it ever common. I don't think so, right? I don't
0: think so. I think it's always Please. been uncommon. Please tell I've me never it's been uncommon. It I don't I've want never to seen... have to play Wall of Roots in that deck I lied.
1: Wall of Roots <laughs> is legal. It is an
0: Iconic Masters. There you go. I think so... it does play
1: it. I have never not looked
0: at a walls deck list. I don't I mean, think it's it, real it, It's a wall. It makes mana. Well, it's a real deck. It's just not a good deck in my
3: opinion. Unfortunately, the big wall tribe will pay off. Rolling Stones has only been printed at rare. <laughs> rolling Stones. Printed yeah, into pauper. Printed well, rolling stones into popper, you cowards. Yeah, it is. An encha- one in a white for an enchantment. Walls may attack as though they aren't walls. Oh, my walls no. aren't
0: walls anymore. The
1: walls don't have walls.
3: <laughs> yeah. At one point, we did have, and this might expose my age a bit, But it was basically two fairly popular magic players just casually playing magic in the area, myself and a friend of mine. And one thing that happened is we would build just like wacky theme stuff Mm -hmm. just to play them against each other. He built (laughs) he built he built a banding walls tribal. Oh, my God. Fucking banding banding walls and i built i built kimba mike synth lattice equipment
1: did you have a so it's just like whatever you could find you could put it in
3: no we just so the thing was is that we would play it and just people would collect and watch the games this was pre-streaming this was before streaming existed as a real thing this was just people would just come all over the college campus and Boom. just watch <laughs> are we not doing phrasing are we not anymore doing
0: phrasing anymore
1: you assume that Anthony didn't mean it that way. <laughs> oh,
3: I meant it did. extremely literally. Have you ever played a Micasynth Lattice and immediately equipped Kimba Ka Regent with 13 lands? And then, I can't say I have. And that then ta- fun. And then tapped two of those equipment in order to seed time so that you could then unta- make 13 2 cats.
0: Anthony, it's the Equip Monk deck. It is, is the, the Boba Man
1: deck. deck. He's coming for you. <laughs> I don't know about you, Ashley, but it just sounded like words came out of his mouth, and I didn't understand a single one.
2: Yep, that I'm kind of used to that though. (laughs)
1: And all I'm gonna do is now nod and say, "Okay, Anthony." Uh His
2: vision's based on
0: movement.
3: Yeah, so I guess if we're talking about a stream, you gotta understand broadcast. Broadcasting is like a term they use in television. Shit, no, broadcasting (laughs) was originally a term they used to describe spreading seeds. Around.
0: Okay. Um, which brings back to Popper with
3: spreading seas. That's
1: what I thought he said. I thought oh, it was about no. spreading C's. And I was hey. about to be like, I'm not sure if that's
3: legal. Vince, can I play Acid Trip in that format still? Yes, you can. Well, I mean, you can, what? but it's not
1: good anymore. But it used to be. Acid Trip used to be good.
2: Is Acid Trip uh, a nickname for a card that I don't know? Yes.
3: Do you
1: want me to explain or do you want to explain, Anthony? Hit us, Vince. Okay, so Acid Trip is a deck that abused Reality Acid, which is this enchantment that has vanishing oh. that says whenever Reality Acid leaves the battlefield, destroy whatever permanent it's on. I don't remember what types of permanent it can enchant, but it can enchant a lot. Permanent, just yeah, yeah it's permanent. permanent. Yeah, enchant so permanent. You would. It's a three mana enchantment, two and a blue, and you enchant a cr- something, and it has vanishing three, I believe. And mm-hmm. so the idea is what is ha- supposed to happen is in three turns, all the vanishing counters go away, and then Sacrifices itself and then you sacrifice the permanence with what Acid Trip did. Was Acid Trip would abuse the fact that you could just bounce the enchantment and then re blink it and it would attach to something else while destroying what it was on. And so it was like this weird Azorius control deck that would just bounce that like reality acid over and
0: over and over again to clear your board. That is the ultimate Anthony deck. Definitely yeah.
2: sounds like the Acid Trip I had. Yeah.
1: It was a good deck
0: though. It was a one five. What deck can I makes... the real ones know? I mean, we did actually do a time spiraled remastered draft one time at my house, and oh, yeah. Ashley kept passing these cards to Anthony, and he reality acided everybody, yeah, I literally definitely... going, "Why did you do this? Don't give him these <laughs> cards."
1: <laughs> was this the same one that I built slivers? Yes. Yes, it,
2: it is. was. <laughs> yep. And I got the it was a green sapperling deck, and people were just leaving me alone in green, but I wasn't thinking about the fact that I was passing the blue cards to Anthony.
1: <laughs> yep, yep. I'm so inside. glad I never had to play Anthony. Oh my
2: I God. did.
3: The deck was miserable. My deck was just absolutely miserable. Yes. I was just like able to just, I was like, I had three reality acids and four repeatable ways to bounce the reality mm-hmm. acid back to my hand. And I was just like, oh, okay, my opponents just don't get to have lands. Awesome.
1: I, <laughs> I paid,
2: I definitely paid for passing the blue cards. I did have to play him. If
1: I remember correctly, you also got Brine Elemental. Or yes. You... yes. Oh yes. my god, yes. Yep. Yeah. That was it. That's all I heard getting complained while I was like trying to pilot slivers to the best of my ability.
2: <laughs>
3: I did at one point successfully lock out an opponent by being able to play and transform Brine Elemental and then bounce it back to my hand and then play Brine Elemental again. Oh. Mm-hmm. Disgusting.
1: Why are we friends with this monster again?
3: No, it's fun. <laughs> I
0: can't explain it. I couldn't tell you why. It seems imprudent. We,
2: we ask ourselves that question all the time.
0: It makes life interesting, damn it. It <laughs> does. Yeah.
2: It does
3: interesting there's nothing more interesting than getting pickles comboed and limited <laughs> yep is, is it's that... pickle time motherfucker
2: is, is that a term is that a nickname did i miss it again
3: oh it's a nickname oh, for what... brian elemental yeah. locking you out of the game so you never get an untapped step so because it's brian and you like put oh brine to pickle them yeah. <laughs> oh my god Old magic had some fucking terrible nicknames for shit i don't know if anybody here has interacted with broccoli combo Oh, what? Broccoli combo is the concept that with the old land drop rules, Azusa added two specific land drops that you could make to Azusa. So I would say play land for Azusa, play my second land for Azusa, play my third land for the turn, and you could choose which order they went in. So what you would do is you would play a land, you you would have your Azusa in play, you would have your Cloudstone Curio in play, and you would then get to play a land... You then get to go land to Azusa, land to Azusa, Dryad Arbor for turn. Dryad Arbor bounces Azusa. Tap your lands, play Azusa. Bounce the Dryad Arbor, land for Azusa. Bounce the oh other land, God. land for Azusa. Bounce the other land. Dryad Arbor as your as your land. Bounce the Azusa. My brain hurts. Huh?
2: Why? And it's broccoli time bitches. It's broccoli
0: time bitches.
3: It's yeah. broccoli <laughs> time bitches. <laughs> just
2: the old
1: ancestor to Amulet Titan, nice. Yeah, that's yeah, basically
3: kind of. what it was. Yeah. Amulet Titan got significantly worse after they made that rules change. Plus- and then it <laughs> and then it got significantly better again because they printed cards post two thousand sixteen. Then you're like, wait, all this broken stuff doesn't have to be broken if all the cards are just way better. Yeah. All right, back uh, to
0: Popper. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what this episode's about. Oh yeah, it's not about brine Els and, and pickles and whatnot. Time shifted spiral remaster shifts. It's stuff, pickles and broccoli. We're we're a vegetable podcast now. Of what course. kind of what kind of
3: breakfasts are there? Is there an acrotic breakfast? Is there a cephalid, cephalid breakfast? breakfast? There is, is cephalid
0: there...
1: breakfast. We also have second. Or a, well, on your second sunrise, you just get another breakfast. Right, you can get more eggs
3: yeah wait wants, wait wants wait i can play wait i can play cephalid breakfast in this format
1: no kinda? you can play some you can play some tireless tribe slash other cleric bullshit or bullshit nonsense
3: wait is tireless tribe the one that has like a zero activated ability um, activated ability for zero mana that like redirects damage
1: no so there's but there's clerics and there's tireless tribe and they kind of do the same thing sorta i think if i remember correctly but Tireless Tribe is the one where you can pitch cards to give it plus 0, plus 4,
0: if I remember. Oh, yeah. It's uh, discard a card from your hand. It gets plus 0, plus 4 until end of turn. So
1: this is a combo For deck in Popper where you would attack with a Tireless Tribe that is unblockable, then discard your hand, and then flip its power and toughness.
2: Nice. All God. right. all right. Yeah.
0: That's pretty cool. <laughs> and you
1: protect it with circular logic as your main interactive piece.
3: That makes sense as an interactive piece because you discard it, madness, trigger, can counter the spell. Equal the number of cards in the graveyard. Uh-oh. Unless they pay. I don't Unless remember. they
1: pay. I don't remember. It's not a
3: deck I was ever interested in. I just We had the internet. Counter yeah. target spell, unless its controller pays one for each card in your graveyard. Awesome. Madness is for blue.
1: It was That's pretty cool. good.
3: So, Vince, if we were all four of us playing in a pauper event this weekend, like we're okay. getting ready for it, and you have to pick a deck for yourself and a different deck for each of us. Ooh. Well, it's going to be good. So, Start with you. What deck are yeah. you playing? You're probably running back your top four. Uh,
1: maybe. So I would probably be playing Coggates. De- Coggates was the deck I made to top mm-hmm. four. I think there's a lot of potential in it. But honestly, mm. I think right now, Boros Synthesizer is really strong because of Lord of the Rings, in my opinion. So, uh, Lord of the Rings got a lot of stuff something. for mm-hmm. Lembus Bread, I think, is busted. Everyone else is probably <laughs> going to look at me and think I'm crazy, but I think Lembus Bread is busted.
3: Nope. Ashley helped me. Real... Ashley helped me crack and sort some Lord of the Rings that I had opened up. Yeah. and Lembus Bread was a pull immediately.
1: Yep. For Kyle, obviously, Walsh combo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On account oh, of that. Oh, Wall
0: of Roots. He's coming from um, my Quip Monk. <laughs>
1: not gonna lie, Anthony, I think you would play the same deck I'm playing. You would also play Cockades. I feel like
3: it sounds like there's a bird in it. I am a bird in birds. <laughs> birds are I free.
1: I've heard say you like, which is you're trying to play kind of a control game care about card advantage and it cares a lot about knowing the niche lines that you have to gain like incidental card advantage and basically the person who has the most cards wins in and call gates it But you also kind of need to know when to flip you to be down but it just kind of rewards you sitting there and going land drop pass
3: land mm-hmm. drop
1: pass yeah that's anthony Brainstorm. I'm,
3: gonna, I'm gonna tell you right now I'm looking at a list for this and I can tell you creature types cat human <laughs> yeah. cleric yeah, Bird Spirit and the spirit is my favorite limited common. I already my favorite know limited it is. common of all time. It's Guardian of the Guild Pact.
1: That was an all-star in my okay, oh. actually. I would not have won my 1k without that card. That card was like overperforming to the max.
3: Yeah, because believe it or not in in Descension Limited, the 4 mana 2 3 protection. with protection from multicolored was really good. Who would have guessed it? Monocolored,
0: yeah. But still, really good. <laughs> it's so In those strong.
3: limited decks, it's very good.
0: The only, in
1: my opinion, one of the reasons I lost it to Boros Synthesizer is they play one of the few removal spells that can deal with it. They play Foundry Helix, and I did not know this. And so I actually got two for one and lost really hard because I was like, nothing can kill this in their deck. Galvanic Blast is useless. And then I got <laughs> Foundry Helix, and I was like, what is
0: this? That's from MH2, right? Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: Three mana, sacrifice an artifact. Foundry Helix deals four damage to any target, I believe, and you gain four mm-hmm. life if it was if whatever you sacrificed was an artifact, which normally that's what you're doing with Boros Synthesizer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that destroyed it, and I got immediately deleted afterwards. I got punished hard, <laughs> and I was just like, "Wow, this card exists." I wish I did more research.
0: <laughs> Sometimes you, you you get got, you know. That was good and limited too in limited 2 in MH two. I love that one. Oh, that was For- an MH two, wasn't it?
1: Yeah. Some It's one of those sets. And then I have to think of a deck for Ashley. I th- Boros Synthesizer would be actually pretty. It's pretty straightforward. It's not that complicated, but it also has a pretty good ceiling. And it it's pretty, it just plays permanence on the board you go through your value loop of bouncing synthesizer. Yeah, it's
3: mostly going to be Force and Ashley on triggered abilities. Yes. Which would be consistent with her current goals.
1: You'll do your triggers. You'll have to remember not to play your land drops because you could hit land drops off of those triggers, especially synthesizer. Mm -hmm because a lot of mistakes I think I see sometimes people play at the higher level when I played the top four opponent. That didn't happen. But I played against another one in that deck, and he would play his land, and then he would bounce his synthesizer and get a land, and the land would just get exiled. And I was just thinking, just sequence this better, you get the land. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. That is the type of person that also usually complains about how their synthesizer only hit lands. No, no, no. That's a card (laughs) drawn if you sequence that right. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: yeah. So it does care a little bit about sequencing, but other than that, it's. I think it's a pretty good deck with decent floor. It'd be slightly higher than other decks in the format, but it has the ceiling to go like.
2: I love it. I like that. Oh. Sequencing is also something that I try to be cognizant of, so that sounds really fun.
1: Gets better with practice. That's all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> you learn from your mistakes. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. I 100% like got this only because expressive iteration made me like start to realize that that was really problematic if I would my land drop and then cast expressive
3: yeah I actually think that there's a commonality in a lot of your like really powerful card advantage cards and synergies in pauper and that all of them almost all of them get better the longer the game has gone and that's generally true of most card advantage spells but it's really pronounced in pauper so that is one thing that I think playing pauper can really help you with if you're working on a skill sequencing matters and in every format, but in Pauper, you are very punished for mis-sequencing. Mm-hmm. You are really punished for playing your 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 card advantage spell wrong, and you don't get card advantage off of it because you sequenced poorly. Like, the Experimental Synthesizer is a great, great example of that, right?
1: I lost because I did not understand how much value my opponent was having. So I actually I had never played against Synthesizer. I knew that the idea was to bounce Synthesizer. But in my head, I was like, oh, I could deal with the threats, right? I'll just, mm-hmm. cares how many cards they draw. They only draw, they only have four Glint Hawks and four Core Skyfishers, And I was like, I can just kill those and I'll be fine. The Experimental Synthesizer drew them eight cards. It does wow. not matter how many threats you can deal with if they can put more of them faster yeah. than you can deal with. Yeah, them.
3: they can put poopy garbage threats out there yeah. all, all day. But then and it doesn't matter the because was, they're yeah. still worth a card if you have to remove them all
1: Mm -hmm. that was like my complete bad I did not target the real engine I told myself this is the engine and then in the game I didn't follow my plan and I immediately got punished for it and Mm -hmm. after looking back I was just like if I just stuck with my plan and been confident about not deviating about it not trying to cheeky or anything if I just took the time to just really think about it probably would have ended up a little better
0: but now you have you can learn from experience. You learn from what you would see as a failure, like oh, I should have saw it coming. But now when it happens again, because it feels like you're going to be playing against Boros Synthesizer, at yeah, pretty much uh, most Lempis popper spread. events. Cast so now you know what to do. Cast oh, cast into the flames. That's cast into the card. flames is
1: everywhere now. It's so strong. It's so one of the biggest decks in popper is Affinity right now. It gets mm-hmm. played a lot on Moto. The reason being is it's really hard to interact with makeshift munitions, specifically because enchantment removal would require like a specific slot and stuff, right? And also they just spit out tons of free artifacts because of it. Mm-hmm. And most of them are indestructible, like the lands are indestructible, so you can actually animate them and create a 3-3 three, three, five, five indes- three, three flying indestructible that seems good. Is really hard to deal with, but casting the fire exiles, so. yeah, you know. And it just makes
0: me want to scream a sealed door every time somebody casts it, even if I'm not <laughs> playing in the game. All right. But- I have finished purchasing Coggate. Oh, <laughs> I think Coggate is really good. I was wondering why you were so focused.
1: So, like you said, card draw really matters, in my opinion, because Popper strips away a lot of crutches, in my opinion. You can't mm-hmm. just rely on drawing a card that could single handedly turn around the game. That kind of doesn't really happen in Popper. Sure, a big Gurmag Angler could take over a game, but what really mattered in my Oro Synthesizer game was this combination of continuously synthesizing that over flooded me with value. So value, mm-hmm. knowing beatdown is, not wasting extra turns, all mm-hmm. this calculation and tight plays make a popper player in my opinion. When you're able to leverage the mechanics of magic to the fullest, that's like where you start to see results. That's you awesome. don't have any crutch. You have to just play tight You have to yeah, play you don't tight. Have, play
0: well, yeah.
3: There's you just don't have the top decks that you have in other yeah. formats that mm-hmm. can bail you out of stuff. Sweepers are actually just conceptually just a really interesting thing in Pauper in that basically all of the sweepers that you can play are pretty garbage. So the
1: best sweepers are Dragon's Breath, Fire cannonade um, mm-hmm. and the festivities cars Justice. Mm, yeah. The theme with all of these, they are all damage-based. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then maybe Suffocating Fumes is also, yeah, they're all damage-based. They care about creature power and toughness. There's no, you just get to wipe them. There's. It's mm-hmm. not possible in Popper.
0: There's so, no reset button.
1: There's no reset button. When you make a mistake, it will linger for the rest of the game, and it is your job to then mitigate it and stop the bleeding and hope that your opponent maybe. Helps you stop the bleeding by making their own mistake.
3: Mm-hmm. All right. How do we feel about a guessing game? Well, a guessing game?
0: I'd go for a guessing game. Yeah. So,
1: uh, am I allowed to. I was thinking that since I know a lot of these, I might not say it so that everyone else gets a chance to continue guessing if I know it. I, sure. I think
3: you can. I think you can. You should feel free to guess if you think okay. you've got it. Okay. So just for Vince and for anybody else that, doesn't, that might not know how this works is all of us will have a card in mind. In this case, it is our favorite card that is on the proper ban list. And we each have a card in mind, and the others will try to guess what that card is. Now, we can give cryptic hints for our card, and if the person or folks guessing want a little bit of extra help, they can always ask yes or no questions to get themselves closer. I've got my card. Vince, okay. how about you? I
1: have my card. Yep. I've already given my first
3: hint. <laughs> yeah, so you're going to go first for
0: sure. Yeah. Oh, I got mine too. So and Ashley's got hers?
3: Yep. Mm-hmm. I've got mine. Sweet. All right, Vince, why don't you give us a first hint? Okay. Second.
1: This card?
3: <laughs> or yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, let's solidify the first hint. This card was downshifted in one of those master reprint sets.
3: Is it Mortician Beetle? It is not Mortician (laughs) because
1: that is not banned. Trixie.
0: (laughs) Trixie, little hobbitses. Yes. So was it was it a double masters two electric boogaloo? Was the set that it was? No, it was not.
3: Okay. Was it downshifted in one of the commander sets? Oh.
1: Hair, I don't think this will give it away unless everyone knows what's in a set. But it was Eternal Masters.
0: Eternal downshifted in Eternal Masters. Is it a creature?
1: It is. And another point I would like to add, this is one of the first one of the few emergency bannings of a card. Huh? It got emergency banned.
3: Okay. Is it a blue oh. creature? It is a blue creature. It, oh, it's the it's the untappy boy, unhappy drake. Well, yes. yes. Peregrine's Peregrine? Yeah, Peregrine Peregrine drake. drake.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So Peregrine Drake, for those of you who don't know, is a four mana or five mana, four and a blue Drake that is, I think, two three. That when it comes into play, it untaps four five lands so it's a free it's a free flying creature and this the reason why i have such a connection to this card is i started Popper when this card was legal and i like got caught up in all this controversy about people like wanting to ban it and then us not getting a ban and so so it got there was a banning announcement in september 2016 where there was no change and the Popper community was in an uproar because this deck was oppressive as hell and then on November 6th, it got emergency banned immediately out of nowhere. And it was like unprecedented at that time for something like that to happen. And I was like, I was caught up in all this hype. And so the way this deck worked, which is actually a deck that still exists called Familiars in Popper, which I think is actually still strong. Mm-hmm. So what it would do is you would take a Paragon Drake. So on turn five, you assuming you already have Archaeomancer out on the field or Mnemonic Wall, you would play Paragon Drake, play Ghostly Flicker, bounce Mnemonic Wall, bounce Peregrine drake so mm-hmm. mnemonic wall will get you back your uh, your ghostly flicker and Paragon drake will untap th- five lands and specifically ghostly flicker only cost three mana so you net two mana off this process and so with infinite mana you can then draw your entire deck if you have seagate oracle in play and that'll draw you your entire deck and then you can capsize the board or do whatever else you want with infinite mana find a rolling thunder it, it didn't matter at that point after wow. you did that it was like over and it was so strong, it was, like, compared to as the Splinter Twin of the popper format. Because you would just play control until you got five mana and then just won the game on the spot. Wow. That's, that is... that's a hell
2: of a
0: ban card.
1: Uh-huh. And yeah. And everyone was in arms because this was, like, one of the first gifted cards that was actually starting to ruin the format. And everyone was, like, they were, like, how is this okay? What's going on here? People... Don't play popper just like, this card sucks. Of course it should be common and then everyone in popper is just like this card is like, broken it is ruining so our format. G- yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that that's my pick. That's why it's my
0: favorite one. All right, are, are we going to spin the wheel for us or uh are we just going to see who's next or
3: Oh yeah, let's spin the wheel.
0: I like spinning the wheel. It's fun. <laughs>
3: All right, we're going to spin it and see who's going first. And away, we go.
0: It's Anthony. There we go. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Mystic Sanctuary. Is it? No. Yeah, I, damn that it. Was a, that was a very good guess. I was hoping. I was like, it has to be that
1: card. My guess um, is
3: Daze. Like, no questions. days. Days is a good. Daze is also a good guess. My hint is that it is going to be in the same color as days, and that it also like days, does. It, it advances your position in the game, not by setting you forward, but by setting your opponent back. Foil? No, not foil. Okay, But I did get a cop, a foil copy of foil ah. back before yeah. that had been reprinted. So that was an expensive joke.
1: Is it an enchantment?
3: No.
0: Is it a sorcery? It is. Is it high tide? No.
1: Set your opponent back. Um, Yeah. So that would... Is capsize banned? I forget. No, it's not. No. I don't think
3: so. No, Um, but this is significantly better. Better than Cap...
1: Yeah. The blue cards I know that are banned are, like... Is it (laughs) below... Sorry, continue.
0: Bounce stuff or draw cards? It bounces stuff. Okay. Is this...
1: Does it have storm on it?
0: It does. Yeah. Oh, is this
1: temporal it Fisher?
3: It is. Yeah, yes. temporal Fisher. Nice. Oh. It is four and a blue for a sorcery. Return target permanent. Return target permanent, permanent. Yep. to its owner's hand. Storm. Nearly
1: every storm card is banned in popper. Actually, there only is one card. Yeah, there's like only one or two cards now that have storm anymore. Yeah,
2: there are only two is it,
1: that I can think of. Is weather the storm common? Yes. Whether the storm is legal and common, that is one of them. Do you want to guess the second one that I can think of? Ooh, I side,
0: side guessing is it, game.
3: Is it Chatterstorm? Is that?
0: No, that's no, that, banned. Was banned. no. that was banned. That was banned so quick. Galvanic Relay also banned. If, I know, know that one's banned yet, too. Yeah. It wasn't an MH2, right? Is it Empty? No, that's banned. banned, yeah. <laughs> It is a green. Too.
1: It's also green. The it's green also Storm green? cards are allowed for some reason. Except for chatter
0: storm. So Weather the Storm and then one other green that green card that has Storm. Uh, Fuck, what's the other one? It is... Does anyone... Can I just I, say it? Yeah, go yeah, for it. it Vine is. Storm. I don't even know what that
1: card does. Vine Storm, it says you may put a land from... I think it's a basic land from your deck to your hand.
3: All right. Cool. And I think it's <laughs> a two, three.
1: And you would play this in a deck that's called Inner Fire, where you would just storm <laughs> off, then make tons of mana with inner fire because you have a huge hand and then play like Kevrick's torch or something. Oh god. It was really bad. Sorry. Mini side guessing game happened. <laughs> oh love
0: it. Then then there were two. There can only be one Highlander <laughs> rules. Which one? Oh, oh.
1: oh, oh no. my gosh. Oh it says oh, it's you. Oh, oh, oh my goodness it's, <laughs> it's barely, on the line folks.
0: Oh my god that's <laughs> insane. Alright it's 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 my only cryptic. It's my my pick is it's Blood Artist kinda.
1: Artists oh Disciple know. of the Vault.
0: Yep. <laughs> so,
1: Disciple of the Vault, funny enough, is banned because of what Affinity was becoming. Affinity yes. used to be a creature based deck. And now it is uh, play Disciple of the Vault, count to, like 10 by yep. sacrificing as many things as possible to make shit.
0: Yep. So Disciple <laughs> of the Vault is a one black human cleric 1 1, and it reads Whenever an artifact is put into a graveyard from play, you may have target opponent lose one life.
1: He died for Atog's sins in my opinion. And name.
0: then a Atog died for its own sin.
1: <laughs> yeah, and Atog died for good reason, in my opinion.
0: Free sacrifice outlets. Who would have thought they're real good? <laughs> Free fling outlet, you mean? Uh, oh, that too. Yes. Just throw it. All right. You want to spin the wheel, see who gets there? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying that that's
1: not going to land on anymore.
3: I'm just saying that if you had an evil eye of by Gore and you gave it to your opponent, <laughs> then they would not be able to attack because not a one of those creatures are eyes.
1: Or eyes, right?
2: Non- or eyeballs. Eye non- can-
3: non-eye non creatures can't attack, yeah. Oh
2: my gosh.
3: I think eye right. twitch
1: is legal, though,
3: actually. Vince, none of those words are in the Bible. <laughs> what does that... Uh, eye twitch, yeah, it's a black... It's a. Oh, no, it's
0: uncommon. Eye twitch is That's uncommon. That's from Strixhaven, right? From Strixhaven, yeah, it's yeah. An eye
3: bat. Oh, it's the thing that learns when it dies
2: it learns from death (laughs) that's that's not in the bible either
3: (laughs) yeah there's definitely no lessons about people dying that happen in the bible (laughs) actually obviously jesus why (laughs) did you spend so much goddamn time in a religious (laughs) upbringing if you ain't gonna remember shit from him anyway (laughs) congratulations you're disappointing your religious background (laughs) and your secular background
2: (laughs) i really wish i had a response to that
1: that was a response the perfect (laughs) response. It was, what is it was going great. on? All
0: right, it's a close, it's a close, right? All right, it's Ashley. Oh, I guess it's me. <laughs> yeah. Surprise! Surprise! Uh, speaking of crosses to bear, Ashley, <laughs> what do you? Geez. Yeah, that's what we're talking about. Oh, God. Yeah, you oh, keep saying what we're talking about. Correct. I can't oh, stop. Lord. I can't
2: stop. Okay, like my color on the spinning wheel, this card is blue.
0: Uh-huh. Oh, does it draw cards? No. Is it a counter spell? Well, well, is it an instant? Sorry. is it a counter spell no. for discard spells <laughs> it's a blue card <laughs> no
2: it's not that either
0: <laughs> okay so it's not um,
2: brainstorm
1: is it no. three mana
2: no it is two it's one in it a blue is
1: okay oh uh, what is blue cards that are banned is it but it's not is it an instant no
0: it's a sorcery
1: one in the blue cards that are banned. wait
0: is it a sorcery no okay
1: oh is it cloud of fairies Yes. Oh. So cloud of it technically
2: fairies. can draw a card because of the cycling ability. Yeah. So that was actually an incorrect clue.
1: <laughs> so this card banned for the same reason Paragon Drake is banned. Yeah. <laughs> just untapping lands. <laughs> uh the deck familiars existed before Peragon Drake was like legal and it used Cloud of Fairies and specifically it used the Sunscape Familiar to reduce its cost so that you could do all this combo shenanigans. Peregrine Drake was just Better than it, yeah. So that's why a lot of people were up in arms, or just like, we've already banned one card. Why is this card allowed to stay? And then it got emergency banned for obvious reasons. Um, yeah, it's a very good card, a very cool card. The
3: Bant familiar is is Sunscape. which one of those is? Sunscape is the wall, and the other one's a bird. I,
1: yeah, I don't think anyone used the bird that much. Most people cared about the wall more, and that's the wall gets used more in current popper as well. Than the bird, Especially yeah, since because I because the bird is blue, isn't it?
3: The bird is blue. Yeah, so you can't
1: use it because it doesn't. Yeah, reduce yeah it won't co- actually. It the cost of blue cards. So uh-huh. the band familiar cycle works where you reduce the cards on either side of you. So the Sunscape familiar, which is white, reduces green and blue. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted another blue cross reducer, mm-hmm. you would have to gotcha. Nightscape familiar, which is a black card that
3: does mm-hmm. blue and red. Is it a bird?
1: What the blue one?
3: Nightscape familiar? No, it's a zombie. Bullshit. Don't, <laughs> don't that's don't me. Why it. I
1: know this only <laughs> Let me answer these
3: questions off the top of my head. It, it is there for Cawgate. Caw,
1: <laughs> my name in the server is called Bad Cards Only for a reason.
0: Popper has bad, good cards and it rewards good play. So, it bad does cards, good player. Play. Boom. Yeah,
1: I <laughs> will say this I don't think I would be here without you guys and like all the podcasts, all the things taught me it came in so handy in the popper tournament the one not having to lean on a combo or a crutch not like hoping to top deck not going oh I'm so unlucky I didn't draw the one out to the game like that doesn't really exist as much in popper it is more like an accumulation of bad mistakes get you here and each like small misplay you make will snowball the game and so can't just fix it by going like I just need to draw a card you can only fix it by just playing better the entire time. And I think mm-hmm. that every concept you learn here about fundamentals, about who the beatdown is, like when to turn the tables, uh, how to evaluate like cards on surface like saying like it matters so much i i really truly don't believe i would have gotten top four without you guys and i'm Love like to totally a paid sponsor for the goblin Trashmasters, <laughs> paying me massive amounts of money to tell you all this being paid 100 percent to tell you to like comment subscribe i got to top four because of them it is their guarantee if you follow them you will get or your money back guarantee. I am like one hundred percent being paid to say this.
3: Alright, Vince. That was that was good. I'm gonna make the call. Alright, <laughs> let his family go.
1: Oh thank you. Thank you.
3: If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like and subscribe. It helps us out a ton and makes it easier for other players like you to hear what we have to say.
0: You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Stitcher, Spotify, peanut.fm, and iHeartRadio. One of those was not real, but we'll never tell. It was Peanut, wasn't it? Oh, shut the
3: fuck up.